Hello, Avery. Hey, Shahan. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yes. So listeners, you might know we took an extra week to release our Halloween pod, but that also means we pushed recording a week. So I haven't seen Avery in like five weeks instead of four, which is distressing to the both of us. But first, I want to, you know, you had something big happen while we were away. And do you want to share with the listeners what you've been up to? <laughs> sure. Um, the show might team and I have been working on for the past two years, Karma's World, came out on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, give it a watch. Season one out on Netflix now. And there's a billboard in Times Square. (gasps) Oh, get out. That's awesome. I can't believe it's been you've been working on this for two years. That's wild. Yeah, July 2019. It is wild. (laughs) Well, congrats. I could not be prouder. Thank you. Also, I feel like I'm recording with a celeb. No, no. Just a writing coordinator. (laughs) Well, welcome to From A to Xenon. We're back and today we're talking about Alley Cat's Strike. Yay! (laughs) I am so excited about this one. Another throwback Mm -hmm. that we've chosen and... Yeah, so many, so many famous people, so many things to talk about. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Absolutely same. Not to get ahead of us, but the noise I made when I saw Kaylee Cuoco's name. <laughs> like, she's not even the most, well, I guess she might be currently the most famous person in the movie. But like, I complete, I, I'm sure I watched this as a child, but I completely forgot she was in it. <laughs> she. It's like pre-Eight Simple Rules, pre Obviously pre Big Bang Theory, but like she's a tween. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and dive in. Let's do it. Welcome to the town of West Appleton. I swear I thought this movie initially I mean it had been a while since I've seen this movie, but when they opened up, I was like, Does this movie take place in the fifties? Because it <gasps> <laughs> Why'd you guess? I guess because that was my reaction too. I wrote down <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Like, I, I definitely remember this being, like, a modern movie, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I was like, wait, where are we? They started it off like it was going to be some sort of West Side story. <laughs> and I was very confused because our lead, Alex, is a boy whose dad owns a bowling alley and he wears bowling shirts. His best friend wears cardigans and, like poodle skirts and loves sock hops per his description that's elisa ken listens to swing music and delia actually delia uh, she just (laughs) is bad at bowling that's his description of her which feels rude she's bad at bowling but smart (laughs) can we also talk about that one of alex's opening lines is that he loves the smell of rental shoes in the morning (laughs) i wasn't ready the boy loves to bowl. What can we say? Yes. It's it's so very interesting because like, you're right. Like they are in the early 2000s, I think what you would have considered like nerds. Mm-hmm. They're like, they love vintage clothing and thrift shopping and like retro and like vintage music. But I feel like by today's standards, they would be cool kids. Like, I don't know. It's interesting, but several times like Alex would be wearing a jacket where I'd be like, oh, That would go over very well on like Insta or TikTok. Yeah. Also, it's a movie from 2000, so it's not a 2021 movie. But there is this very weird culture on TikTok of kids like idolizing, like really 
living in nostalgia in a weird way. And sometimes it's very funny when they're like, wow, high school in the 2010s. And it's just videos of like when we were in high school and it's like flip phones and <laughs> the first iPhone. Oh, no. And it's like, what was fun about that? Like emo hair. <laughs> but then... Often, there's like two accounts I'm thinking of. There's just one guy who has so many followers. He's probably like 18 or 19 because he just like looks like he's in an 80s movie. And there's one girl who like dresses like she's in the 50s and 60s. And these are just high school kids who are like, this is the time I was meant to be born in. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And they're very popular on TikTok. So it's very funny because these kids, one, would look cool today. Yeah. This group of very weird kids. But they would also be like, it's on trend to look back at the past in that way. <laughs> it's very strange to me. I have no idea why these kids would want to be in the 50s. It was not a good time. <laughs> I understand that the style is nice, but take the style, not this weird obsession with it. <laughs> yes. So we got our, I guess, our cast of characters, our group of friends. But then there's like the other side, like the flip side. There's like the Todd Mac, was it Macklemore's of the world? Todd Macklemore, that's right. Yes. And he is like the all around jock. And like Alex describes it as like, this is his world. He's very much cream of the crop, popular kid. Mind you, they're in middle school. I thought they were in high school until they no. walked in front of, until they that's walked exact- in front of a building and it said junior high school. I was like, oh, middle school again. Keep that in mind the whole movie because the amount of pressure they are putting on these kids. First of all, they're going to go to the junior high again next year. That means they are in the seventh grade. <laughs> Everything is riding on these seventh graders. <laughs> yes. And wait, so we have to talk. So what's riding? It is the mighty apple. This mm-hmm. is like the competition for the ages. This is West Appleton, their town, versus East Appleton, the town next door. Mm-hmm. And they're competing for this trophy, this grand trophy, and a combination of like various sporting events, which somehow Todd manages to be part of all of them. Poor boy. Yes, Todd seems to play six sports. I, I <laughs> He lists them all at one point and I'm like, sir, I think it's basketball, baseball, tennis, track, something else. I don't remember. But yes, so this basketball game's coming up and Todd's the golden boy, as we mentioned. Like everybody's very into this rivalry and it's they mention passingly that it is the last year. It is forever. And they will tell us more about that later. But This year matters more than usual because Mm -hmm. they are currently one game behind and Todd has to win his basketball game for them to tie. But there's never been a tie for the Appleton Cup, so they don't know what that tiebreaker would be. Mm -hmm. A lot of rules here. They keep talking about the charter. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this is the most exciting thing that happens when you live in a small town, I guess. You got to make your own entertainment. I don't know. (laughs) It's very Friday Night Lights. Like Friday Night Lights... Oh my goodness. <laughs> Although then again, we both went to a Texas high school that really cared about football. I hate football. They, they, fine. <laughs> we were both in the band, if you were wondering. <laughs> we were the cool band kids <laughs> attending every game on Friday because it was required. <laughs> it was required. <laughs> Unless you were on the football team. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's return. So yes, basketball game happens. Are Alex and his friends at the basketball game? Heck no. They're at the bowling alley, like, chilling out. 
actually it's Alex's dad that's like more invested in this mm-hmm. game and is like listening to it on the radio. But all of Todd and his friends, like they don't care. Like they'd rather just like hang and like listen to their music. Right. Yeah. Alex and his friends who, by the way, Todd's friends call the strange dudes as an insult. They're like, look, it's the strange dudes. <laughs> Just like, no effort was put into that name. But yes, they bowl night and day at his dad's bowling alley. And that's where they are during the game. Except for Ken, whose dad had him go, I guess. Because <laughs> Ken's yeah. dad loves sports of all kind. But Ken's only true love is bowling. And I also want to make it clear that like the bowling alley is like pretty dead. Like it Mm -hmm. really just is like the kids and Alex's dad. And that also seems to bring up like a problem for Alex because people don't come and bowl anymore. And so like there's this constant worry of like, oh, like they may have to close the bowling alley, even though it's something that like he, Alex and his dad like love so much. And it's falling apart, honestly, because they don't have customers and the reset button is always breaking down. Alex is hanging down upside down. I thought this was so strange. He came down, you know, the thing that resets the bowling pins. Yeah. He came hanging down from that area. And I was like, is that safe? There's bowling balls right near your head. <laughs> but he was up there fixing the reset button because, you know, these movies love a kid with a little bit too much on their shoulders. <laughs> a little bit too much of the familial burden. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> to shout out one of our listeners and the one who named the pod, Carrie Crowley, she was listening to our <laughs> Phantom of the Megaplex episode and she was like, this is all Disney seeding capitalism into these children. <laughs> You have to have a job. <laughs> you have to have an enormous amount of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. But yes. So another kid may be bearing too much on their shoulders. And I will say a common refrain in writing children's media is that you don't want kids to feel responsible for adult problems. But in 2000, I guess that wasn't an issue for them. <laughs> but anyway, so... Actually, Alex is, like you said, Alex's dad likes the rivalry. He's listening on the radio and he's excited because he feels like it's the glue that binds the town together. You know, all of West Appleton comes together. It's really exciting. They unite for a common good, which feels thematic. (laughs) (laughs) But even Ken's dad played for the Mighty Apple. Ken's dad. Oh, yeah. Alex's dad. (laughs) And probably Ken's dad. Everyone's dad played for the Mighty Apple, including Todd's dad. So the rival basketball teams are playing and it's down by like one with three seconds left. Todd takes a timeout and they say, you're going to be triple teamed. Give the ball to someone else. And Todd's like, no, I thrive under pressure. Give the ball to me. Mm -hmm. And I was very stressed because I did not remember this movie. I was like, that is a classic sports movie start where you screw up and you have to like redeem yourself. But actually, this movie said, no, Todd is incredible. He's going to make the shot. He's the golden boy. <laughs> he absolutely wins the game with a buzzer beater, which is so funny because it's such a high point to start your sports movie from. Right? Like we weren't even, I don't even think we were like 15 minutes into this movie. <laughs> and he's won a glorious basketball game. Also, fun fact, the basketball team's uniforms were the same color as the cheerleaders' uniforms in Bring It On, which I thought was very fun. Hey! The rival team was green and yellow like the clovers hey (laughs) anyway i was gonna go deep into the name of those high schools but that's another another franchise (laughs) so because west appleton won 
there is now a tie for the Mighty Apple. Mm -hmm. And so like Shahan said, there's never been a tie. So like, what the heck are we going to do? And so what they have decided is that they look for, I guess both schools are looking for what, I guess like a sporting team or a sporting event that like both schools have a club for or both have in common. Mm -hmm. And what do they have in common? But bowling. (laughs) For some reason, both of these schools, both of these junior high schools, have a bowling league or bowling team. Yeah, and that just happens to be on the list of tiebreakers. And we kind of knew something was coming because the East Appleton mayor kept laughing like he knew something West didn't. Mm -hmm. And that is why they have to go with the team that signed up at the start of the year. You can't, like, hold tryouts. Yes, you can't stack the team. Exactly, you can't stack the team. And they look at the list and it's all of our friends. And there's one name that's unexpected. Todd McElmore signed up for the bowling team. Why would he do that? What? Well, first of all, Todd is just as shocked as we are. Yes. Because I guess his friends (laughs) signed him up at the beginning of the year as a joke, but never told Todd. So Todd is like, wait, I'm a part of the bowling team? What the heck? How is that a prank if it's not found out until it's useful? (laughs) Like, they signed him up for the bowling team and nobody, like, called him. Nobody made him attend. He's not in the school picture because of it. No, they just forgot about it. But luckily, Todd is on the list and suddenly everyone can breathe easy. They never once ask how good the bowling team is already. And remember, these kids bowl every day and would regardless of if there was a bowling club or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they don't care. They're just like, ah, thank God, Golden Boy can be on the team. And his dad is the mayor and his dad is like very into this. So he's like... Of course, my son will handle it. And the principal is also in that same (laughs) sort of vibe. Yeah. And so Alex and the rest of his squad, Ken, Delia, Elisa, like they're all, or Alyssa, they're all reluctant to be part of this Mighty Apple competition. Mm -hmm. Like Alex is so big on like keeping the integrity of the alley and like bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Like he doesn't want any part of this. Like he really doesn't. These are some fucking weird seventh graders. <laughs> I mean, I know we we were weird seventh graders, but these kids are strange. I understand why people call them the strange dudes. I, uh, yeah, I will say, talk about pressure. I know that you talked about how Todd's dad is the mayor, but Todd's dad is out here making side bets on the side. Oh my god! Like. <laughs> Like regularly calling the other mayor being like, hey, you want to up this? The first side bet that they make, West (laughs) Appleton's 40 gallons of apple cider for East Appleton's 40 apple pies. What? The thing is, when I heard that and when he started it and he was like, why don't we up the stakes? I was like, oh my God, are we about to see gambling in a Disney Channel original movie? (laughs) And the thing is, we were about to see gambling, but it was for pies and cider and it was such a reveal to me. But yes, so Alex, again, loves the integrity of the game. His dad was like, oh, maybe you'll go pro one day. And Alex straight up (laughs) says, nah, no thanks. Love and money don't go hand in hand. This this kid. (laughs) And the the dad's worried because nobody wants to bowl anymore. So there's some good things that could come out of this, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe people Mm -hmm. care about bowling because the mighty apple is relying on it, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to say before they find out who's on the team, Todd's dad is like, What kind of losers are on the bowling team? Sir, these are children. Right? (laughs) They have four weeks. 
four weeks to get ready for this competition, which in my mind, lots of time, but four weeks to get ready. Meanwhile, East Appleton is out here like they can't stack the team, but they sure are going to improve it because East Appleton is out here hiring a coach. Right. Oh, my goodness. They're hiring a coach, which... I feel like shouldn't be allowed. But anyway, these kids never get a coach, which is interesting. The West Appleton kids. Also, I thought we had a classic DCOM style single dad. Mm -hmm. Truly, completely shockingly dropped in the middle of nowhere. The dad's like, oh, maybe your mom and grandpa can come once, you know, he's out of the hospital. Sorry, what? (laughs) They managed to get rid of this mom for four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, it's really important that she's in the house, that she's away. Why Why didn't they want a mom that badly? I don't, I don't know. So anyway, it's essentially a classic decom single dad, but not really. <laughs> she's just away at the hospital with grandfather. <laughs> but anyway, these kids are like, I like bowling because it's not the next big thing, but they're in it to help dad. And also the dad and the mayor, so the two dads, Todd and Alex's dads, have this really bad energy. Even Alex says, I get a weird vibe every time they're together. And they're really competitive about their sons and we don't know what's going on there. Yeah, Yeah. there's some history. There's a past. Yes, so Todd starts on the bowling team. How does he play, Avery? Uh, you know, he's not the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I wrote Todd sucks. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's not the best. And I guess, you know, being the golden boy, he just like expected to be like naturally good at this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, like I I just need to like practice and like I'll be great. Like not taking into account that one, the other kids have been practicing like basically every day for their like their whole lives. But like two, there's a style and there's a form to this. And like Mm -hmm. Todd is just so like bowling is whatever. And like they like try to offer him help and give him a chance, but he's just very like... He's He's got a huge ego and he just knows he can handle it. He's handled very high pressure situations before. It's mm-hmm. He's not going into it with what I would call an open heart. <laughs> <laughs> also, because of, of course, these children, these bowling children are regulars at an unpopular diner in town. Yes. <laughs> they are the only four customers at Nancy's Diner. They go there. It's very classic dinery vibes. Meanwhile, the cool kids are at Tony's Pizza. <laughs> But Nancy believes in them and she's like, you got this, guys. And they were like, but only the golden boy matters. The only thing anyone cares about. But Nancy believes in them, says you can learn something new from everyone. It feels like every adult, every like every every now and then someone will just drop a lesson straight into the dialogue. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can learn something new from everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the, the cool kids are hanging out at Tony's and they're like, kind of piling on Alex, even though he's not there, which is rude. But they're just like, you know, he looks like he's he got dressed at the he he wears only bowling shirts. So they're like, it looks like he found his wardrobe in the back of a bowling alley. He's so weird. And then the third thing they say, and we hear he's really good at bowling. Like, (laughs) why is that in the same line as all your mean things? But Todd keeps denying that anyone other than him is good at bowling. He's just like, Oh yeah, I'll I'll make him great. He's like insistent that he'll lead them to greatness, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. again they are excellent bowlers. Yes, <laughs> except for Delia. Can we also talk about like another side character because there's this girl Lauren who is like clearly loves Todd and obsessed with Todd and like 
I swear is only there to talk to Todd about winning this mighty apple. She's such a one dimensional character because she's always like, are you going to win the apple? You got to win the apple. Like (laughs) truly we see as little of her as we saw of the romantic interest in Phantom of the Megaplex. (laughs) So true. So true. Lauren talks about nothing but the mighty apple and the fact that she's like having like a backyard party Mm -hmm. and she's like invited Todd and Todd, if I remember correctly, Todd gets Alex invited to this party too. Things keep happening in this movie where the emotional stakes change, but you don't see why they happened. Like they mm. just treat each other differently scene to scene and I couldn't really follow it sometimes. But <laughs> one morning Alex wakes up and is like, I'm going to offer him help again. And he's like, hey, I can teach you how, how to bowl or I can help you improve if you're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. And Todd like kind of waves him off. Todd like won't just take the help. He's like, I'll get you invited to the party. You teach me to bowl. He's like, I don't want a pity invite. I'll teach you to bowl because we're on the same team, <laughs> which is a very good point. But then Lauren pops up and straight and invites Alex because he's standing there. <laughs> so she just invites him. He doesn't need Todd, but they they are going to this party together. Mm-hmm. And it's so clear that like at Lauren's party, it's so clear that Alex does not fit in. Like everybody's talking and having a good time. And Alex is just kind of here, like off to the side. Like this isn't his music. This isn't his crowd. Like mm-hmm. he's not there. He's not there for it. Alex is like, okay, I'll teach you how to bowl. Step one. And he gives him a bowling shirt. <laughs> Cause that's the first step to becoming a great bowler. And Todd looks at him and he's like, it says Dirk. And he's like, you look like a Dirk, which I thought was very cute. He's like, nah, I don't need that. I'm not going to be seen wearing that. (laughs) He does not think it's cool to wear bowling shirts. He was like, why do you guys dress so weird? And Alex is like, we don't dress weird. You guys do, (laughs) which is very much the weird kid's energy the whole time. It's like, it's normal to love the 50s. Todd is being nice to Alex at this party. It's very weird. He's like, Alex doesn't fit in, but Todd like tries to bring him in and tries to get Lauren to dance with him. Mm-hmm. And Alex is like, I can't dance to this modern music and pieces. Also at that party, Todd tells people Alex is the best bowler in town. And repeatedly to this point, we've seen him be like, well, I'll bring them up to speed. You know, they'll win thanks yeah. to me. Lauren at Todd's encouragement asks Alex to dance. And Alex is like, sorry, I I don't know how to dance to this modern music. And he pieces. Everyone's being nice to him, including this massive dude named Bubba, who shouts as he leaves, good night, bowling dude, (laughs) which I loved. Bubba! (laughs) Alex heads over. He lives across the street from Alyssa, is what we learn. And I have to say, it looked like it was freezing when they shot this scene, because both of these kids... You could see their breath. (laughs) You could see so much breath. I was like, oh my gosh. Take these kids inside. (laughs) Kaylee Cuoco's little nose is so red. (laughs) I saw that too. He stops by Alyssa's to be like, yeah, I was at this party and she laughs really loud at the thought of him being at a party. And she says, I'm not going to lose you to this crowd, am I? And this is when I start getting sky high vibes from this movie. It very much felt like the same like sidekick hero wanting to hang out with those cooler heroes. I know this happens in a lot of movies, including Max Keeble's big move, but... (laughs) For the reference, if you did not know, fans of the show, we've talked about this many times. Shahan loves Sky High. (laughs) I do think there should be something for listeners every time I mention Sky High. Jihad, Sky High alarm. (laughs) Welcome to Sky High. Yeah!
for those who, you know, the uninitiated. Sky High is a perfect film. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> so now Todd is starting to do better. Also, forgot to mention, what we've learned is the reason it is the last year of the Mighty Apple is because they mention this much later. It takes us so long to learn it. They're like, these schools are combining next year into one school. So the Mighty Apple is a competition between the two schools, so it'll not exist ever in the future. There's a lot riding on this because whoever gets the trophy this year gets to keep it forever. This is so strange to me. <laughs> but uh, again, small towns. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta be entertained somehow. <laughs> Todd's doing better and, you know, Alex is trying to be like, improve your footwork, but Todd's like, nah, and Alex is like, do it your way. Alex's dad is actually like, no, you'll get a bad back if you do it your way, but keep going. You're a natural. And this is fun because Alex is like, I thought you were on my side. And the dad's like, I'm on your side and Todd is too, because they're on the same team. <laughs> So they figure out that it's going to be a four on four game, one game per person. Uh, so four games for each school. And then each team has a sub. And Delia is like, sick. I don't have to play because she we haven't really seen her bowl very much because she doesn't care about it as much as them. She does do a bowling simulation on her truly massive laptop. That's what she likes to do. She knows the physics of it all. Ooh, like ice princess where you know i was about to make an ice princess reference <laughs> go ahead <laughs> no i was i was just for again uninitiated um ice princess i love that movie but <laughs> in that movie michelle Trachtenberg's character casey she is obsessed with physics and like you know learns the physics of ice skating to get like better spins or better axles and things like that and so i saw that connection with delia as well yeah she's like looking at how to hit certain you know certain sets of pins i only know the 710 split i'm sure there's other ones too but todd is like oh great you can computer bowl but delia knows the physics she's always telling them like nice torque on that ball <laughs> meanwhile there are moments where alex like you know todd straight up throws the ball and she's like yeah Maybe a little too much torque. So the mayor has again upped the bet to a parade thrown by the other town. And Alex's dad is like, isn't there enough pressure on these kids? Do we need to put a parade on their shoulders too? Todd's dad is all in on this. So Todd decides that he wants to go to East Appleton to check out the competition and to see how good they are. And like at first Alex and his crew, like they don't care. They're like, what does it matter? Like... And Todd is like, no, like, don't you want to know if they suck? Like, don't you want to know, like, if they're good? And so Alex decides to go with Todd to East Appleton to check out the competition. So they go riding in their little bikes. It's very cute. To the next town. And East Appleton has come to slay. <laughs> Literally in my notes, I put not the matching green track suits. Like, they... <laughs> they all have these green suits, like these green uniforms. They are all bowling in sync and they have Whipshaw McCraw. <laughs> yes, I also wrote down his name. The, who's like a bowling champ coaching their team because apparently he's like a relative. Is he like a cousin? He's East Appleton's mayor's cousin. Yes. So he's like come to like train these kids. And so, yeah, like East Appleton, they're here to win, man. <laughs> yes. So they're like... <sighs> Todd is freaking out. He's like, we don't stand a chance. And Alex is st still like, 
He's a, he's been bowling every day for years. He's like, they were all right. You know, they're not going to get strikes every time. Every time we see them in this scene, they do get strikes. And Todd's mm-hmm. like, no, they're like a machine. They're perfect. So Todd kind of freaks out a little bit and like clears out of there. And Alex gets accosted by two members of the East Appleton team. And he's like, they're like, we don't like spies. And then Todd comes in and is like, wait, why is Alex here? I told him not to come. I can't believe he's spying on you guys. Come on. And he, the, the East Appleton guys are like, yeah, take care of him, Todd. Because these East Appleton kids are actually all, all four of them are kids that Todd has played in other sports. So he knows them. Two of them played basketball. No, two of them played football. One played basketball and one was tennis all sports Todd played. I don't know why they all think their best athletes would be good at bowling. I don't think it correlates. Yeah, you know, I don't, it's not the same, (laughs) but it's fine. Yes. So Todd like drags him out of there and Alex is like kind of freaking out. He's like, what? You told me to come in here. Yeah. And Todd is like, dude, you're a bad actor. Like, (laughs) I was trying to cover for you. And Alex (laughs) is like, oh, I knew that was happening the whole time. This whole little exchange, like, kind of brings them closer together. Mm -hmm. And I think if anything, this puts Alex like back in the mood to compete. He at first wasn't as invested in it, but now I feel like seeing the East Appleton team like brings him in it to win it now. Yeah, so we haven't mentioned this yet, but to this point, like Todd has already repeatedly been like, he thinks their team doesn't have the right attitude because Mm -hmm. he's like, you have to want to win. He has a lot of like ideas about how winning is like, about thinking you're a winner and thinking you're going to win and believing you're going to win. He's like really a motivational speaker. He's got a lot of things that sound like uh, manifesting, if you ask me. (laughs) But um, he, he like has not thought this team has the right attitude. And Alex was very much like on the side of his friends. He was like, we bowl because it's fun. We bowl because we love it. And so that's kind of where their clash is. So now Alex is sort of starting to see the Todd side of things. And again, like you said, they had fun together. And so Alex decides to show Todd how to bowl like they do in a very lovely moment. (laughs) How to bowl with style. Yes. We get like a bowling slash like swing dancing montage with all the kids. And I just absolutely loved it. I was so charmed by them. Like they were actually... They were swing dancing, y'all. They were swing dancing to a song about bowling. Yes. <laughs> it was um what was it? right down the middle, a song about mm-hmm. bowling where they're like, oh yeah, you can't do this when the alley cats strike. <laughs> That's not at all what the sound so- song sounds like, but it, it talks about alley cats striking. And um so they even let Todd bowl in Delia's lane because to this point he's been bowling really far away from them on the like yeah, at the next. Can we talk about that? Like, <laughs> can we talk about how the four of them or the the rest of them were all in a group and they made Todd like bowl like six lanes down? <laughs> I don't know if they made him. That's also Todd's vibe at this point. Touche, touche, touche. Todd, you can come use Delia's lane, and he's like into it so it's like they're all kind of building a little bit more of a rapport um and they're ha- they have so much fun that todd's like you could really make this a thing you know dancing bowling mm-hmm. and he comes up with the idea he's like you gotta make this place more fun so then people come and then they bowl then they get hooked because as you know bowling's addictive <laughs> Once you stop, you pop, you just can't stop. I honestly don't love bowling that much. And I feel like uh, I kind of understand why the dance business is failing. No, I love bowling. What are you talking about? 
Wow. I like bowling, but I truly like it for one game. And then I'm the second there's a second game, I'm like, my wrist, my wrist wasn't built for this. <laughs> I guess I like hanging out with friends at a bowling alley. So uh, Todd is right when he comes up with this idea. He was like, we make it a party one night a week. We make the alley the place to be. And then even Ken's like getting on board. He's like, yeah, we should do it now while everybody cares about bowling. They start to get into it. They try to come up with a name for it. And Delia's like, the bowling ball. I actually mm-hmm. did like that name. I thought that I was really really like that name. Yeah. <laughs> so Todd and Alex are going around town getting supplies and materials because they're trying to, and decorations because they're trying to get the bowling alley popping again. We also find out as they're getting the materials ready, like Alex's dad is like, oh, seeing you guys together, like seeing you guys work together, like makes me so happy. And it's like, you know, Todd's dad and I like used to be best friends. And it's like, what? We didn't know. But yes, so we are learning a little bit more about why their vibe is weird. Also, somewhere in here, Todd is like, he tells him you got to want to win and you got to show it. That's how leaders work. So Todd has been captains before. So he's kind of teaching Alex how to like lead a team, which is helpful. They're getting the stuff for the bowling ball. And Todd literally just walks in and sweet talks people because he's the golden boy. He's like, I need, he literally says, I need something for a project, but I don't have any cash. And she's like, anything for you, Todd. (laughs) What is this? What is this? I don't know why they think this is something they should model to children. (laughs) But Todd's not doing it like a party Alex would throw. He's like, they're getting lasers. They're getting a sound system. They're going to do press on Sweet Lou's radio show. He's pulling all his favors because he he wants this to be a big thing. Alex is kind of worried it's going to change the place. Like, it won't be real bowling anymore. Listen, Alex, we don't need you gatekeeping bowling. (laughs) And the dad's like, listen, Alex, I just got my real estate license. (laughs) I'm going to sell this alley. (laughs) If this party doesn't work. Truly, two scenes ago, this man was like saying, we shouldn't put this much pressure on the kids. But every other scene, he's like, Alex, our business, it's near dead. (laughs) But yes, you're right. The dads used to be besties. And this is when uh, Alex is like, what if no one comes? And that is not at all a fear in Todd's minds. They print flyers. They're handing them out at school. Everybody seems very excited. I'm sorry. Can we also go back? to the confrontation that Todd and Ken have about bowling because like I just died (laughs) because Ken at some at one point like confronts Todd and is like you know bowling is my life like my dad wants you to play other sports and like but I don't like other sports like I like bowling and like you don't (laughs) take this seriously and like it was just such an intense confrontation first of all I was like oops somebody's about to get hit but yeah (laughs) also one of the only times Ken really goes there with his dialogue (laughs) yes and then but the way I want to talk about the way that they end it because (laughs) absolutely I had to I had to text you (laughs) because how they like deal with this situation is they kind of like shake hands well first Alex comes out and he's like Hey, come on, guys. Fighting like cats and dogs is not going to make the next 10 days any easier. So we're now 10 days from the Mighty Apple. And what do they say? No, no, I I think you should say. I should say? Okay. This is Avery's favorite line, and it's perfect. (laughs) They go, you're right, said the cool cat. You're right, said the hot dog. And then they shake hands. What? I know he said it was like 
fighting like cats and dogs, but nothing about that being a spontaneous thing that two seventh graders said makes any sense to me. I was like, who talks like this? Who? Actually, I could maybe understand Ken talking like that, but Todd talking like that, I was like, sir. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay, sorry. I just had to bring that up because that might have been my favorite line of the movie, hands down. Anyway. Absolutely. And so at this point, we're seeing Todd is getting a lot better. And Alex is like, yeah, you're getting pretty good. He's like, practice plus talent. It's an awesome combination. But Alex is like, okay, can you handle the 7-10 split? Because Alex continually tries to get it and he can't. Neither can Todd. We see Todd try truly dozens of times. And can you explain (laughs) to the fans, what is a 7-10 split? I'm so glad you said that, Avery. So it's when two pins basically on opposite ends of the little pin triangle, as you know. (laughs) We really asked somebody who knows nothing about bowling to explain this, but it's when two pins on the opposite ends are the only ones left standing after your first bowl. So to get a spare, you would have to hit one and have it hit the other, but that's really hard to do. So they keep just hitting one and not getting the spare. I actually learned a lot about how bowling scoring works in this movie because they kind of explained it really clearly for us. They were like, well, if you get a strike, it counts as that that frame plus the next two. And if you get a spare, it counts as that frame plus the next one. So very clear for us. So spares are important, as we know. But yes, the kids are getting popular. Well, semi-popular. One of them is like, it's like we're not invisible anymore. And it's because they have that mighty apple glow. Like Todd is getting high fives from cool people in Letterman jackets, but so are like Alyssa and Delia. So, And at some point in this, the principal makes Todd the bowling captain, which I'm like, okay, dude just showed up here four weeks ago. How the heck are you going to make him captain? And even like Delia or Lisa brings that up like, hey, like we should vote on this. And Todd is like, well, this is what people are, like, expecting of me. Yeah, because they, they made him captain to go on Sweet Lou's radio show. Sweet Lou is a sports commentator who says wild things and absolutely loves Appleton sports. And Todd's like, well, they're expecting me to be captain. Like, you guys can vote on co-captain. They obviously make Alex co-captain. And- they don't even vote. <laughs> and so... I'm just like, yeah, it's Alex. <laughs> And so after the radio segment, or like, they, I guess Todd and Alex are going to go do this radio segment. And Elisa's like, well, you can be captain as long as you promise to meet us at the diner yes. after the radio show and tell us all about mm-hmm. it. And he's like, wouldn't miss it. Classic sky high vibes. <laughs> yeah. But what happens, Jahan? He gets hyped up. He's like, this is the best. I'm famous. And Todd's like... Yeah. Do you want to go celebrate with the guys at Tony's? (laughs) Alex gets a taste of that cool kid and he can't help himself. Mm. He goes to Tony's. He stands up his crew. Mm -hmm. This is, it's unacceptable to me. (laughs) Yeah. His, his friends are, they're, they're not upset. They're, I mean, they're upset. They're upset. He let them down. So they have the big event, the one that they were like getting supplies for and getting like decorations for. They have this big event at the bowling alley. All the cool kids come. Ken, Delia, and Elisa are like not having it. Right. Because like Ken had put on his swing music. Todd is like, nobody's going to want to dance to this and gives the dad a CD of Mm -hmm. cool modern music. And so they're just not having it. They're trying to figure out like, where the heck is Alex? Alex comes in like he's king of the world, like has a whole Uh little entry, like 
It's a little much. It's a little much for me. And yeah, so Todd is like bowling in sunglasses and Alex comes in basically dressed exactly like him, also with sunglasses. Mm -hmm. And they have a mic. They're announcing how great it's going to be, how amazing it's going to be. Also, there's some very funny stuff happening on screen at this point. When they were decorating for the party, they for some reason started doing like hallucinogenic animations of bowling pins like across the screen. Like it was like stuff you'd either see on a bowling alley screen or like in a scene of a movie where someone's high. And then once the party gets really fun, they do it again. And you're like seeing like these wavy like clips of like Alex and Todd having a blast. I'm like, why do they look like that? <laughs> It was like the pink elephant scene from Dumbo. You know, you're like, why is it this way instead of normal? It was an artistic choice. <laughs> I'm so sorry for questioning the director on this. And then they're cleaning up after the party. Alex is staying behind to clean because it's where he lives, obviously. And he hears uh, Lauren and Todd's, like Todd's friends leaving, Lauren and the crew. And they're like heading out. And Lauren was like, that was so cool. This place is awesome. You know, she had a blast. But then one of Todd's like little minions is like, the place is cool, but I wish the people were. Yeah. They're saying that like Todd's a geek and that after the competition, like things will go back to normal. They're just being friends with him now, but like it won't be this way after the competition. That's it's and like poor Alex has to hear that. And so he like goes inside and talk like talks to his dad. And he's like, I hate this mighty apple stuff. Which is so funny because truly the past like four scenes, he's been like obsessed with it because it, it's making things so different. And the dad's like, it can change some things, but it doesn't have to make you different. And I thought this is a turning point. Alex is going to be back to normal in the next scene. But for some reason, he still shows up and he's bowling in sunglasses. This is what I mean when I say I can't follow the emotions of this movie. Like Todd and Alex will get along in one scene and then be back at this where they were like before that in the next. And here, Alex does not listen to anything his dad says, apparently. Yeah, Alex is in sunglasses. And I was like, is this necessary? And I'm pretty sure Delia at one point calls him out on it, being like, you don't have to wear sunglasses. Yeah, because he's, the past two times they've practiced, actually, Alex hasn't been playing as well. And again, he's their best player. He's taking it really seriously now, like Todd has told him to, right? You need to win. And he's like, what if I choke? They're like, you're not gonna choke. But he's like, kind of freezing up. And so like, He's not doing as well. He's also kind of acting like Todd used to, where he's kind of, he's rejecting Alyssa's advice and being rude to his friends. He has still not learned his lesson, even though he's heard some awful children. Now the stakes are even higher because Todd's dad has said whoever wins gets to name the new school. Like, what? Yeah, so it's going to be either West Appleton Junior High or East Appleton Junior High again. These are seventh graders. And it's truly just like the dad is adding more pressure. And why? But the dad, ha uh, the mayor, mayor dad, Todd's dad, has shown up with their new uniforms. And Alyssa looks at it and she says, ew, these uniforms are ugly. I mean, they're literally just plain red shirts with their names on it. Like they are hideous. Uninspiring, um, <laughs> I put. Uninspiring. Delia calls them a fashion emergency. But hearing that they have to rename the school is the final straw for Alex. Mm -hmm. And here we get a freeze frame, our first of the movie. Now, Alex has previous he narrated the movie at the start, but we haven't heard him in a while. But here he freeze frames and he's like, 
That was the final straw. My old friends hate me. My new friends aren't my friends at all. It wasn't fun anymore. And, you know, like all through the movie, they've been talking about how this is fun for them and how that's what's important to them. Because, like, even when Alyssa didn't want to do it, he's like, but it'll be us having fun together. So it's not fun anymore. He's like, they bet a school on us and all they gave us was this piece of junk uniform. And so Alex, realizing that all they care about is winning and not bowling, quits. Yeah. <gasps> But yeah, and Delia's like, oh no, I have to bowl. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she fake faints. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. She's also like much tinier than the other children. So she looks like a sixth grader next to them. And I, <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Incredible move. They like Miss Alex and Todd comes to the diner to talk to his team. Alex isn't there. And he's like, sorry, I had to get out of my dad's Todd is king rally because his dad's like really playing it up and Alyssa and Ken are still very anti-Todd at this point they have this really intense conversation again there are some doozies dropped in this movie they basically are like your life's so easy don't worry about it and he's like you don't understand I can't lose it's not allowed which is stressful he's like you could lose and your friend's wouldn't care. They would still like you. And I'm like, that's so sad. <gasps> Even his friends? <laughs> this is the weirdest couple of lines in the movie. And I straight up didn't understand them. So Avery, if you understood them, I'd love to hear. Oh, geez. Okay. Let's, an let's do some analysis. Because they stop talking about how, like, it's about the pressure on him. And they switch to talking about how, like, Ken's like, well, it's nice to have people looking at us. And he's like, they'll still look at you when it's over. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, they'll either blame us for the loss or they'll say you carried us to the win. Yeah. And then Todd says, eventually people will see you because you're there and you're real. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? I'm so lost. I truly went back and watched it. I was like, did I miss something? Why did the whole conversation shift? They they completely changed the tone. They completely even changed what they were talking about. And they ended in a sentence that made no sense. I think it's one of those things where I think sometimes, you know, the kids on, I guess, the outside of popularity are like, never really seen and therefore feel invisible. So I guess this is the chance for them to like, okay, regardless of what happens now, like you're seen, but like, I, uh, it's still a little iffy for me. Cause I'm like, okay, you were still human beings before. And like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Help. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. Maybe he's trying to say what you just said when he says they'll see. No, but he says, eventually people will see you because you're there and you're real. It just, so they don't, they didn't see them because they were humans before. Anyway, I got questions for the writer. <laughs> and then they're like, wow, Golden Boy is huge. He leaves and they're like, because hey, they tell him, you got to go talk to Alex. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because these are his best friends of many years. And they're like, actually, the person he needs to talk to right now is Todd. I mean, but we talked about Todd being an inspirational speaker. Maybe this is. He absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Todd goes to Alex's house. Um, and they reconcile and Todd has like made up by getting them, getting him cooler shirts. Very nice. On the back, a little, a little cat. Yes. And he's named the team, the alley cats. Cause yeah. it's a bowling cat on the back. Yes. 
much better than those horrible red shirts they had before. Yes, Todd, Todd really, really grew on me. He's so sweet. He like, he made them bowling shirts and his, he gives one to, to Alex and he's like, Tex? He's like, I thought you looked like a Tex. And his says Dirk. And that's so cute. <laughs> but they have a, they have a real talk where he's like, I never thought I, Todd's like, I never thought I'd like you. I never thought I'd like bowling. And Alex is like, well, we always wanted to win. We just didn't want it the same way you did. Mm -hmm. And that's when Todd like realizes, yeah, they are different. You're not like me. I play every sport, but not to have fun. So Todd says something really nice to Alex, who again has been kind of struggling with his bowling for the, probably the first time ever. And he's like, Listen, forget about the big stakes and just have fun. I mean, I won't have fun if you're not there, no matter when you next bowl. So even if it's not their match mm -hmm, tomorrow, mm -hmm. I just want you to have fun. <laughs> He's so sweet. <laughs> he wants him to have the thing he loves back, even if it's not for the cause. Mm. Best friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad comes out. Okay, Todd leaves. <laughs> Todd leaves. Dad comes. He was like, oh, who were you talking to on the porch? And I love how Alex says no one. Why did you lie? Why, did you, why couldn't you just say Todd came? I have no idea. He's like, oh, I heard voices. And the dad just accepts that his son has clearly blatantly lied. <laughs> I don't know. Just really threw that in there for no reason. Yes. And is this the part where Alex's dad talks to Alex about, you know, he and Todd's dad, like how they used to be friends. Mm -hmm. They were best friends. And then for the Mighty Apple, like what was the game? It was basketball? It was baseball. Oh, and baseball. they were the shortstop and the second baseman. Yeah. So if I remember this correctly, Alex's dad makes a choice or like misses a call or something like that. So he drops the ball and he blames uh, Todd's dad blames him for dropping it. And Alex's dad blames the bad throw. And then that year... So later that year, they lost the Mighty Apple. Mm. And they've both like completely blamed each other for that. They were like, we blame the Mighty Apple for us growing apart, but it was our choice. And letting that happen yeah. was the stupidest thing we've ever done. Yeah. So that's why they're not friends. So the next day, the big day is finally here. We're here. It's wild at the bowling alley. There, I thought the funniest part was that there were cheerleaders in the bowling alley. Yeah, why were there cheerleaders from each school? <laughs> in a tightly packed bowling alley performing. And you know who arrives? Fresh from the hospital. <laughs> it's Alex's mom and grandpa. <laughs> Thank goodness they arrived just in time to see the match. Literally had not seen them all movie. And grandpa is on crutches. What was he in the hospital for, for four weeks that let him out on crutches? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd be concerned. <laughs> But they're here. And the real question is, like, will Alex show up, though, right? Yeah, because they're there, but Alex is not. They're still waiting for him. And, like, I think it's Alyssa who's like, he'll come, he'll come. And Delia's one of them's like, he'll come. And the other one's like, he's not coming. And this, again, the announcers are here. Sweet Lou is announcing. And we know this is the last event in the history of the Mighty Apple. <laughs> It's time for us all to believe. Honestly, okay, at this point, I am so invested. I need you to know, like, I was watching a real sports game. Like, 
I say that as if I'm invested in real sports games. No, it was like I was watching a fictional sport game because I care more about those for some reason. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I'm really in it. They're really in it. Is Alex going to show up, Avery? <gasps> he does. He shows up, ready to go. He shows up. He's in uniform. The alley cats run into the bowling alley excited. And they're like, and remember, you have four players and a sub who can go in at any time. But the game starts and for just one moment, we see Ken's dad, who we have not seen in this movie previously. And I loved it because this man who has waited his whole life for his son to play any sport competitively is getting to like cheer at strikes and stuff. And he's like, that's my son. That's my son. <laughs> we were worried about East Appleton, but actually these two teams are evenly matched. Yeah. It's a tie game pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Like both teams truly killing it. Like going, it's, it's neck and neck. Like. They really are in it to win it. West Appleton won the toy cost, so they are bowling second. It's the 10th frame, and East Appleton is in the lead. And Alex is like, I need to get three strikes for us to have a chance at winning. So Alex like needs to get three strikes to increase the score enough. And then Todd will only have to get a spare or a strike, mm-hmm. but a spare will do. Mm-hmm. Even less if the other team doesn't get a strike. So... They're like, Alex, you have to get three strikes. He's like, don't worry about it. Alex having the time of his life because he's having fun bowling. Alex nails it. He does one strike. He does two strikes. And the third strike, he's like, should I put it between my legs? Should I do it with a curve? And they were like, sometimes too much fun is torture or something like that. He's like stressing these poor kids out. Like his team now desperately wants to win. And he's like, I don't know. I think I should be having fun. But he bowls, he nails it, and Todd's up. Yeah. And so Todd bowls. And what does he get, Jahan? The 7-10 split, which he knows he can't get. He's like, oh my god, I've never gotten it. And Alex is like, you've been killing it under pressure. You've got this. And Todd's like, uh, no, I absolutely don't. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like this was the first time, like, he truly recognized his limits and was like, this is something I can't do. Which I think is, like, huge personal growth because he was always like, I've got this. I can handle the pressure. I can do this. Even when he couldn't bowl, he truly believed he was the best in the world. And here he is, good at bowling. And he's like, nah. (laughs) No. And so what does he decide to do? He decides to substitute And let Delia do it. Because Delia, actually, it's Delia's idea. She's like, I can get that shot. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and she's like confident. She's like, I can do it. All this time, Sweet Lou is saying things like, this is so stressful. I think my liver is going to fail. I am worried about that man. He is in dire straits. Oh, no. (laughs) So Todd subs Delia in. And his dad is furious. He's like, you're our best hope to win. And he's Todd's like, sorry, because you want me to? Sometimes I'm not the best and you have to let that be okay. Growth. (laughs) Very happy for him for standing up to Mayor Dad. (laughs) And so they're like, Delia. It's it's Delia's up. How does she bowl this? Can I just say, and I was talking about this with with Adam, this is the only part of the movie I had a vivid memory of. I remembered nothing else from this movie but this one scene. So Delia... It's so funny. (laughs) Delia crouches down on the ground, gets her bowling ball, spins it, like, spins it, and then just... Checks the wind (laughs) in the bowling alley. (laughs) Checks the wind, spins it, and then just lets it go. 
Jahan. This was the longest roll of a ball. I swear to God. It was so funny. This ball is crawling. And like the commentator's like, the ball is in fact moving. And Delia just stands up, turns away, super confident. And then the friends are like, Delia, you have done this before, right? And her response is, wouldn't you like to know? This girl has been doing it on the computer. Has <laughs> for sure not tried it. And this ball is going so slowly. I'm like, it is for sure going in the gutter. It just, you could have walked it down there faster. Yeah, it is. It is so slow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's the funny, I think it is the funniest possible end to this game. Honestly, just having it go this slow for <laughs> so long. It hits the first pin. And because of the spin she put on it, that first pin starts spinning. It knocks down the second. And I swear to you, Avery, I fist pumped. Stop. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, the, like when Alex hit, got his third strike, I was like, yes. When this happened, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. They win, Shahan. They win. Alex, I think, freeze frames again. He freeze frames right before the ball hits the pins. And he's like, did I care if Delia's ball hit the knockdown both those pins? Did I ever? So he cares now. But bowling is still fun for him. So they're all celebrating. Todd's dad apologizes to him. Yes, for putting on so much pressure on this poor little seventh grader. And Todd comes to the realization that he likes to win, but he enjoys having fun. Yes. And Todd's dad is like, well, I guess it's time to rename the school. But Todd has learned something else, which is it's not about ego. Mm -hmm. Should somebody like should other kids lose their identity over something as fun as bowling? And so they decide to come up with a good compromise. And Alex decides to name the school Appleton Central. Yes, Appleton Central. East Appleton and West Appleton are both into that. And I can't believe it didn't occur to them before <laughs> to name the school bet. I just... <laughs> what was the school going to be named before the bet? I <laughs> Probably Appleton Central, right? I don't know. <laughs> and then Alex's friends are like, it's time for a little fun, a little music, and a lot of style. And they play their swing music and the whole town, both towns are having a blast swing bowling. Did you love as much as I loved the granddad or the grandfather bowling with his crutch? <laughs> Help! He uses his crutch as a pool cue to hit the ball. <laughs> it was incredible. They're having a blast. Everyone's dancing. Everyone's swing dancing. Everyone's bowling. And then Alex has his last little monologue, which is like, you thought the golden boy and the retro kid would always be worlds apart. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Alex, yeah, I, I, I guess. I didn't, but sure. <laughs> and he's like, sometimes worlds do collide. And the last line of this movie <laughs> is so silly to me, but I loved it so much. So if you have beef with someone who is completely different from you, I say settle it. Settle it in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> they got me again <laughs> stop they do not miss with these decoms <laughs> oh my word that's the end my friends I really didn't remember this one honestly again I remembered nothing but the spin nothing but the spin like I couldn't even re I remembered that he had to be on a bowling team and he didn't want to Todd but I could not remember why I just I think I only remember him shouting I'm on the bowling team <laughs> 
should we talk about the cast? Yeah, I want to talk cast. Okay. This cast, pretty stacked. <laughs> what a 90s who's who can I just mm-hmm. say. So many famous people. Let's start off with Alex. Is it Kyle Schmidt? No T. That's correct. Okay. Uh, Schmidt, yeah. Yeah. Kyle Schmidt, a Canadian actor. Friends might know him from the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you'll always be my boo. Like, what an iconic <laughs> line. Anyway, he's in the Cheetah Girls. He uh, has a small role as Paul in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. He's been on some other things, like, I guess, the American version of Being Human, which I have not seen, and Arrow. But he's been acting. He'll have, like, a recurring role in a drama every couple of years. He's, he's like, consistently working, which, honestly, for a DCOM star is sometimes all you can ask. Yes. yes. (laughs) To have, like, a career as an adult actor that supports you. Yes. (laughs) Our friend Todd, Robert Richard. I swear to God, this man hasn't aged in like 20 years. <laughs> I know. He still looks the same. But exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. He's been on a bunch of like TV too. Like he was on the TV show Cousin Skeeter. He was on One on One with Kyla Pratt. Like tons of TV. Very big in the early 2000s. I agree. He was kind of all over the place then. Yeah. And he's done like a couple movies here and there, but like TV is definitely his realm. And he always has had like, again, consistently working, having small parts on like TV shows and things like that. And I feel like they were both on The Vampire Diaries, maybe at different times, or maybe one of them was on True Blood and I just confused it. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure both were on Vampire Diaries or The Originals. That's that's gorgeous. (laughs) Friendship is beautiful. I'm sure they have not spoken in 21 years. Also, they were both like, I feel like they were like 16 and 17 or like 15 and 16 playing like 12 year olds, that means, because these kids were seventh graders. Seventh graders are 13, 12, 13. They look like full teenagers. Only Delia looks like she could be in the seventh grade. Um, We already spoke about Kaylee Cuoco, who I guess she was actually 14 when she filmed this. She did look pretty young. I'll I'll agree. Um, I didn't even recognize her. I'm not going to lie. I didn't recognize her until her name came up on the screen. She looks very different, I think. Like super, like just like super young. Like by the time she's on Eight Simple Rules, she looks like the Kaylee Cuoco we know because I guess like as a teen, she became the Kaylee Cuoco we know. But um, she just looks like a middle schooler. And Kaylee Cuoco, as we know, still very very famous I feel like I mean I personally haven't watched a ton with her recently but I think if you're on one of the most popular sitcoms of recent times and like or like like it went ran for 12 years (laughs) uh so she she was in Big Bang Theory for 12 years I have not seen her new show Flight Attendant on HBO Max but it has been recommended to me oh it's also been recommended to me and I was kind of excited because she got critical acclaim and I do feel like that doesn't it's a it's like a comedic thriller but I feel like that doesn't always happen for Kaylee Cuoco I think she, maybe it's me who wrote her off because I don't like the Big Bang Theory but I also feel like she was great in Eight Simple Rules I really liked Eight Simple Rules as a kid but <laughs> so it, it's fun to hear that she's in something where she rises to the occasion certainly mm-hmm. um, and that she's getting to try new things and she's not like been put in a box by 12 years of Big Bang Theory too. Todd's dad Tim Reed. Oh my god. I mean Tim Reed. Iconic the dad from Sister Sister or Ray from Sister Sister like 
definitely like big in in TV. Todd's mom, who, mind you, we only see twice, like in this entire movie, like at the beginning of the basketball game and then at the end, uh, it's Daphne Maxwell Reed, Tim Reed's wife. <laughs> and also the second Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince. Yes. Oh wild she did fine as aunt viv but she was no original aunt viv <laughs> but it's a delight to see the happy couple smiling on our screens i was very excited to see tim reed because uh, sister sister was such a big part yes of our childhood tv watching yes also mr thompson alex's dad i didn't have much to say about him only that only that he's the dad from passport to paris like mary kate nashley's passport to paris and i didn't even need to look that up i just automatically knew that because it's so funny <laughs> i for fans who don't know you want to know how cool i am <laughs> i was the president of the mary kate nashley society in high school so <laughs> We'll talk about that for another time, but yeah. There was a quiz to enter, and I cheated on it. <laughs> oh, no. Lauren was, is Lauren Vandervoort, um, and we honestly don't see that much of Lauren in the movie. She's like the romantic in- interest for Todd, but she she's acted a lot. She's been like very, I want to say, sci-fi and CW-centric oh, since okay. then. Okay. She was like super Supergirl in Smallville, stuff like that. Okay. So she's still around. She goes to Comic-Con and stuff like that. Okay. Yes, all good things for her. Sounds like she's doing pretty well on the CW route. All right. And then is that, that's pretty much everybody of note, right? Yeah. I I mean, I didn't see that much on Delia and Ken. Hope they're doing well. Like some people retire after their DCOMs. Oh, also Lauren Vandervoort or whatever. This isn't her only DCOM. She is also in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, released the same year. Mm. So she had two DCOMs in one year. Oh, yeah. What a blast this movie was. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Adam, did you enjoy it? I did like this movie, actually. I guess I learned a little bit about bowling. I didn't know there were like different trick shots you can do in bowling other than curving it. The only other note I have for this film is Kyle Schmid being like, 100% the hottest guy on the cast and is still like the most outcast guy in his friend group and at the school for some reason. (laughs) Alex looked great. He also had the most perfect late 90s, early 2000s boy hair, which I I aspire to. I knew you were going to say something about the hair. (laughs) I aspire to that hair. To be clear, my hair is very uh, Eric Matthews, Boy Meets World right now. I have taken pictures of like, 90s hair to the barber before and alex my god what a specimen of that hair (laughs) his hair looks so good in every scene it's so funny it's like that perfect flippy floppy middle part boy hair even when he's taking out the trash and he's like standing behind the wall to listen to his friends he looks impeccable just in the middle of the alleyway that is the scene where i really was like why does this like they must have done something with the lighting when he was being he was sad about hearing that people didn't really care about him because he looked his hair was flawless in that moment. For some- <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell a very silly story from Avery and I's high school stats class. Oh, which no, is that stats class. <laughs> our teacher did this thing where she put like all these traits on the board. And then every student, they, we got two post-its and put ours in the traits we most valued in a romantic partner. 
like humor, brains, stuff like that, to basically to give us an example of some sort of bar chart. But before it started, she's like, the last class said hair was most important to them. And she like truly was like, I, I don't get it. I love my husband and he's bald. So our class, nobody was putting it on hair because she had basically primed them to think hair was the wrong choice. And I was like, I still got to do it, Avery. <laughs> and I put my little post-it right in hair because it's important. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shahan was the only person in that class. <laughs> I was the only person because the teacher had just shamed everybody for putting it in hair. And I was no. like, no. <laughs> I was the only one that put hair as, you know, a top quality. And I admire you for it because you have never let that deter you from... <laughs> I had to stick to my guns. Uh, I had to stand up for what I believed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) But, um, yes, I said somebody with good hair and a sense of humor is all I need in this life. (laughs) Could be like uh, uh, Cousin It or whatever, (laughs) as long as they make me laugh. (laughs) I have a fun fact about this movie. (gasps) Oh, okay. Which is that on the bottom of the Wikipedia, it says... In 2014, the movie's English Wikipedia article gained attention for having the longest film plot summary on the English language version of the site. What? Somebody wrote a summary of this this movie that was 4,266 words long. It's much shorter now, but like, I'm sure we can go in the history, but most movie summaries on Wikipedia are like 500 words long. (laughs) Somebody went in. And it's so clear. I, I mean, you see that sometimes on Wikipedia where it's so clearly like a child who loved it or something. Because oh, let me see if I get there. Slate wrote an article on this and they have like little quotes from it. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Where it's like we have to link this to the Twitter. <laughs> it describes an in intricate detail, the climax of the bowling drama. There's a lot of exposition. <laughs> So funny. They like interviewed the writer about it. The script is only 20,000 words long. <laughs> Stop. But the article was for 4,000. Oh no. Yeah. They talked to the screenwriter about it and he was like I never thought to look at the Wikipedia. The article used to say given his inability to convert any 710 splits in the past, Todd is distraught. Oh my lord. Please send me this article. I absolutely will send you these articles and we will put them on our Twitter so you can see them too. I think Slate said it was a movie of no cultural importance and the screenwriter was like, well. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I also disagree. All right, Avery, do we have any final takeaways from the movie or anything we needed to talk about that you feel we didn't? No, only that, you know... Reminding children everywhere to love things because you love them. Don't put pressure on yourself. Always have fun. Not everything's a competition. And it's okay if you become friends with the retro kid <laughs> and the jock. Like, oh, Avery. That's gorgeous. Yeah. That's all I've got for this one. Yeah. Um, it, it was a fun one. I tried to... <laughs> I had a blast watching it, of course. I, like Adam, would happily watch it again. Simply a delight. You know, I had a blast. I'm glad we watched this one. Follow us on social media. I'm at Jehan413. Adam is at the podcast Adam. I'm at Camille says 36. And the podcast is at From A to Xenon on Twitter. Thank you for listening. 
thank you for watching a Disney Channel original movie with us. See you in December. All right, let's get going. I know the drill. Delia, hit it. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. You better come inside, let me teach you how to jive and wheel.